Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. I could shimmy that all night. Just shimmy. Don't do it. Don't you know what's funny, Rich? Speaking of that, I saw that. Not saw, but I heard that during the Sixers game. And my, my kids are going, Dad, why are they playing the Jokoan song during the middle of the Sixers game? As they should. And I didn't have a good answer for them. But that's a really good intro into connecting all of our sports back to this show. Speaking of that, the universe has signs. Oh, there's signs. Rich, I don't know if you saw, but we dropped some new merch. I did, and I really enjoyed it because it is it's a rinse, recycle, repeat. That is the life of a Philly sports fan. And if you beg to differ, then you aren't excited about the Eagle season right now, and we're not even halfway through Philly season. Because let's be real, we're all excited for the Eagles to come back. And then when the Eagles come back, we're all excited for the Sixers to come back. And then when the Sixers come back, ooh, we're excited for the Phillies to come back. Oh, and don't forget the Flyers. We're excited. Are we excited for the Flyers to come back, though? I don't, Don, and you're our Flyers guy. I don't even think you can be excited for that team. Uh, it's, it's so hard to be excited about that team. But listen, Rich. No, Adam, what's up? Hey, and Chris, what's up? Yo, Chris, what's up? We got, like, you got. There's always next season. Yeah, I hate that saying. And, and, it's so and, true, and, but yet so fucking annoying. But it's the only thing that we can hang our hat on because we get like eight weeks. We have, we always go back. I always love going back to listening to the preview show when we're like uberly Giddy excited. And and over the hill with excitement. All, all the moves are great. And, every, and then... Eight, go go listen to the episode that's like eight weeks after that, and you're like, it's like they suck. 
the pitching sucks, the offense sucks. I, I'm going to make a not-so-bold prediction about the Eagles scene. What do you got, buddy? I think they go double-digit wins yeah. to win the division. I think I said that too. I think they're going to get 12 wins. They don't have 12 wins with that skill. You said 12 wins, yeah. Like, that's ridiculous because that skill is not that hard. Like, all those teams are beatable. We have a legit easy schedule in my eyes if everything goes right. And, you know, we say to Cowboys fans, that's it. We didn't even have to say it. But for those who are not watching this, we get Don gave the double bird. I gave the number one. Because you know why? I don't even have to say the words because the Dallas fan already knows. So I'm not going to insult him further. They already know, hey, I'm a Dallas fan. Oh, I'm an Eagles fan. Guess what you think I'm going to say? That's it. That's the yeah, word. Not, you, hey, listen, you're number one, Dallas. You're number one. Twice. That's oh, 11. You can't have two number ones, Don. That's 11. That's 11. <laughs> Hell, That's one you, above a 10. <laughs> 10. <laughs> Fucking 10. Listen, Ricky, you can be first. Second, hell, you could be 28th. I was high when I said that, Ricky. One of the best movies, Talladega Nights, is so good. I don't know, I don't know what to do with my hands. If you don't like red, what was that? What's the the chewing tobacco? No, if you don't like big red, then fuck you. He says, I'm like, this is it's so great. He's like, join Indian Spirit Tobacco. I'm like, there's nothing better than that. I would uh, like such to a great movie. Uh, hey, look at movies. A little thank you, baby Jesus, for the always delicious Taco Bell. I'm like, what? I like to picture my Jesus with a tuxedo T-shirt on. Like, he's here like, I'm here for business, but I like to party. That's one of my favorite lines. It's so good. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, but Rich, what's not good right now? What? You're talking about Nick Castellanos going, what, uh, five for 36 in his past is, five, seven games? Uh, it's... It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's such a good movie. That's a, that's a actually you know what that's a that's a go back and watch movie. That's oh yeah. A stick, that's a stick and click, and it's so fun because you can turn it on at any point during the movie and literally just watch it from wherever, and it's still funny. I like when the ghost <laughs> he calls Ricky and his, and uh, Cal's living in his house. He's like, man, I think your house is haunted. You hear get out. <laughs> like the wind or the ghost, I was dying. I'm like, that's oh so. I'm like, it just makes you laugh. Just something to make you chuckle. And that's so what we funny. need because the Phillies are a. And it's funny because it's not like they're a travesty, but they're such an incomplete bad team. Like we're eight games out from the Mets, and the Mets don't have Degrom or Scherzer. They don't even have the third. I, I, the, who's the, the the third pitcher in their? They, they've got three starting pitchers out. And there's still eight games above the Phillies. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you look at this Phillies team, and and Saturday night was a perfect example. You pay a guy who's an absolute moron, and Don, think, think if you know who I am, who makes a base running blunder and swings at a ball with a 2-0 count with a runner on, I think it was first and second, Swings at a 2-0 count with a ball over his head and then three consecutive strikes. Who am I talking about and who is the moron? Oh, is, is the moron Odubel Herrera? Yes, because that guy has the baseball IQ of one of my potted plants that I'm staring at right now. That guy has no clue 
how to play baseball. It is mind boggling that you've been in the majors for so long and been on a major league roster and had a starting position and you do, you can't even execute the fundamentals. It is a travesty in itself that he can even call himself an MLB player. That, that to me was the laziest move of any offseason move that they made. It's such that a turn ball just, move. Just, just not investing any kind of research or time. Like you got analytics people coming out the wazoo, but which is absolutely stupid. I, analytics I just, are stupid. If you're trying to tell me, and Don, we're going to get into this because this is great because we had this awesome conversation after the show, and I wanted to save it for now on the reasons why I can't stand watching baseball in a, as a whole of, okay. because of the analytics portion. And me and you, you played baseball at a collegiate level. I played baseball at the high school level and in some leagues when I shouldn't even have been in these leagues because they were full of fucking studs, but I held my own. Okay. Held my own. And I was like 15 playing with 18, 19, 20 year olds. I was decent back in the day. Didn't really make it that far. But hey, not many people do or have the accolades of you playing for a college team. But this is my problem with baseball now. The analytics portion of you saying that a strikeout is better than, let's say, hitting behind the runner and advancing him to third is fucking stupid. Or it's all about launch angles and how hard you hit the ball. When a, uh, a Texas leaguer or a little bloop shot into right that can advance a runner or that gets you on base for that time. But no, no, no. We care about how hard you hit the ball. We don't even look at strikeouts. We look at – it just boggles my mind. And it's the same thing with pitching. Alvarado is not a pitcher. He is a thrower. He throws 100 miles an hour. Right. Is accurate and has mid like mid to below average breaking stuff, and then right. you put his and then you put his control issues in an aspect that is not a pitcher. A pitcher in this league is Garrett Cole, is Scherzer, is Degrom, right. and yes, I'm naming three of the best a guy, pitchers. A guy that'll just literally just dice and slice, go anywhere up and down in the zone. It. Exact. That's pitching. That's it's right. it's methodical. It's not throwing. It's a guy who Zach Grinky can throw an eighty-seven mile an hour fastball, and then on the next pitch come back and throw an eighty-seven mile an hour changeup. Right. That's pitching. It's not about speed. It's about keeping the hitters off balance. Everyone in the major leagues can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball when it's coming right down the pike. But can somebody hit a two seam fastball when it's coming in on your hands? Can somebody hit a slider that sweeps through the zone? Or how about an 0-2 changeup that breaks away from the hitter and da- right. down in the zone? That's what you need to look for. This whole, oh, we got this big lefty who throws a hunter and he played two years of college ball and was dominant. Awesome. But he also had an ERA of like six. He walked 50 guys that season and he has zero control, but he has the build. It's like the same thing that the NFL pushes with the stupid fucking quarterback. Oh, he's 6'6". He's got the potential, but then the guy flakes out because he's not smart. You have to you have to play the game for what it's worth. The Phillies don't hit and run. They don't bump. They don't execute the little things properly, but they decide we're going to load our lineup with home run hitters. If they strike out a ton, it's fine, 
because they're not hitting weak balls in play that can cause double plays or some other shit. But what do we know what happens, Don? When you make contact and put the ball in play, what does the other team have to do? Well, they've got to do three things, right? They've got to field the ball. Yep. They've got to throw the ball. Yep. And someone's got to catch the ball. Yep. Right? And you saw a prime example of that on Sunday evening. At the end of that game against the Dodgers, you got guys in scoring position, and you got Bone that put the ball in play. And the guy playing second base for the Dodgers muffs the play. Two guys end up scoring, which is a prime example of exactly what you're talking about. Which make is the other put, team make plays. You you will never ever convince me that a strikeout is better than putting the ball in play ever. It's not. It, it, it's but, not. But but Rich, but the analytics part of it say. Swing out of your ass until you make contact. But the analytics, you 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 have enough exit velo and a and, and a and a great launch angle to get like you can miss me with all that shit. Yeah, because we I, play baseball. We understand. We understand the concept of when you play at a high level or you play with. Uh, any any level, any let's just say any level. I tell my guys in the slow pitch softball, Don, put hit the ball play. on the ground. Do not put the ball in the air. Make these guys make plays. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you hit the ball on the ground? You exactly what you need to do. You need to field it cleanly. You got to make a good throw, and then somebody has to catch it. One of those things goes wrong. You got a guy on base. I have zero understanding for the analytical bullshit that everybody tries to force saying you can strike out a hundred times if you hit 40 home runs. Okay. It's a 182 game season. You hit 20 home runs, strike out 260 times. You're batting now 216. Does that make you a successful baseball player playing out a big contract? That is my question to you, Don, because analytics would say, well, look how many outs you didn't produce due to your strikeouts saying you didn't put the ball in play and hit into a double play. You look at that bullshit. But who knows if it's even guaranteed? Yes, these are major leaguers, but who knows that every single one of these plays or every single one of those strikeouts wouldn't result in an error or result in maybe just a base hit? I don't know, Don. Like, and that's the thing that pisses me off. There is no such thing as a strikeout is better than putting the ball in play. And that's that's the part for me that I just can't wrap my head around. Is that how do you look at this game? There is value in statistics. But then there's also the game. And watch the game. And see a guy that's like you you remember that opening day i want to say it was eight, 17 or 18 okay when nola's when Noah, so kapler is managing at the time yes and and nola they take nola out with after like 60 pitches right something like, is like le- less than 70 pitches yeah right because the statistical data shows that the third time through the lineup it's fucking opening day at that point yeah like he, he's got the whole season to burn. 
and pitchers have the advantage earlier in the season. Like, and and to me, Rich, I think that the Phillies front office put themselves in a position this this off season. They didn't have a choice but to go get Schwarber and Cassianos. Yeah, they needed them because I'm not mad at them. I like them as players, but I'm just saying. But Rich, they fucked this season up with the last eight seasons of draft. They fucked the season up since 2000, what, nine, 2010, 2011. The, the fact that your farm system isn't producing what it can. The fact that Roman and, Quinn still makes a major league roster is astounding and shows you the, the state of your farm systems. Right. When, when, when your farm system has gotten to the point where you get like you're, you're, you're getting Adam Hazley, you're getting Roman Quinn, you're get like, you're, you're getting Cornelius Randolph who can't sniff the major leagues. You're getting Mickey Moniak who showed promise in spring training, but hasn't through no fault of his own through injury. Right. But hasn't produced on a, on the major league level. You yeah. have gotten almost zero production out of your farm system to the point where you had no clue or n- no choice but to be in this position where you had to go out and just get as many bats as you could because it was legit your only chance. It's your only option to, at that point. To be, were- to be mildly relevant. And they're not doing anything to build back that, whatchamacallit, that farm system. So that's even more sounding. You're not doing anything. Okay, you're yeah, you're drafting. Great, it's a baseball draft. You hit on zero of those guys every four years, and then one year you hit on a guy, and then it's another four years, and then you trade prospects, and then you hope one of these guys that you traded for maybe figures it out with your organization. It's just the the bullshit of you sold me something. We know it's not true. But then you're tying in analytics, which I hate saying this, but when people say, hey, numbers don't lie. Yes, numbers don't lie, but they can be manipulated. You can manipulate the numbers into your favor. I can say this guy's terrible, and then you can show me some bullshit stats. You can throw up war, and it's like, well, without him, we're – our team war is minus 17 but with him. It's, it's plus 17, but the guy's hitting 198 with six home runs. And it's like, well, you're not looking at his uh, on base plus whatever percentage. And I'm like, you're diving so deep to prove a point and manipulating numbers that it, to me, doesn't even make sense. Right. Like Rich, in, in, one, in one sense, right. You can take that. You, you can spin the statistical stuff that says like, Oh, well, the Phillies are fifth in the league in batting average. They're eighth in the league in runs. They're seventh in the league in home runs. They're fourth in the league in, in slugging percentage. But if I told you that, you would say, what, that okay, that's good to be in the top third of the league yeah. in all those statistics. And I would say the team must be 26 and 19. And then you're going to tell me that the team is 20 and 22. I, I'm going to tell you that the team is, has – Lost, you know, they're, they're, they're three and seven in their last, like, in their last 10. Like, when I would have figured they'd be seven and three in their last 10 because of those numbers that you just told me. Right. 
But you, you but how can they be so good, Don? But yet so bad. I mean, but the it, it's the consistency, right? That's where that conversation comes in, right? Well, of course, because you you look at that San Diego series, yeah, right. They 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 get shut out, they shut them out, they get shut out. Like how in a three game series with a lineup that is all of those statistical categories that are in the top third of the league, how do you have in in a, in a four game stretch, Rich, between the the three games against the Padres and the one against the Dodgers, they scored four runs. They were averaging one run a game. Well, you know that like we I, knew this was going to happen I, because it's either they score a ton of runs or mm-hmm. they get shut out. It's it's that lineup that you built. Everybody hits or no one hits because that's the lineup and that's the approach. And teams with good pitching can figure that out easy. Okay, well, I pitch this guy, pitch around this guy. But half of – yo, what's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? Congrats on uh, Baby Girl 3, even though I called you a pussy because you couldn't um, produce a boy. Uh, just saying, it's you supply that chromosome, Mike. So stop drinking Mountain Dew. All right? And next time, keep your socks on. All right? All right? Ah, ah, ah. No, I'm just kidding, Mike. Proud of you, buddy. Um, but seriously, like it, it just comes down to like, we have zero plate discipline. You see it from Harper. You see it from Schwarber. You see it from Herrera. Like the best eye on the team is boom. Like even JT doesn't really have that good of an eye and he's a catcher, which is kind of astounding. Like you should understand the strike zone. Like, are you just getting mixed up? Are you just getting fooled? That dude is on the struggle bus this year. Oh yeah, it's it's just it's amazing. And then and you throw in Reese in the mix, and it's just like oh shit, another guy with zero plate awareness, a guy who just has zero understanding of where the strike zone is. Oh, my king. <laughs> hey man, hey Rich, listen. Healthy is all you can ask for, bud. What do we t- what do we tell everybody when they come here? Hey, you got you got to fuck around to find you know, out. You fuck around. You showed up. You fucked around. You found out. That's what happens when you come and visit Drunk on Broad. Oh, God. I mean, it's just one of those things, Don, where we're just going to sit here and we're going to dissect this team even further, and it's just not going to be good. Once teams get healthier, um, especially in in the NL, once we start doing more um, interleague play, you're going to see who the top dogs are. The Phillies are going to eventually fall flat on their face because, let's be real, that if I have to see – Alvarado again, and who's the other guy that fucking stinks in our bullpen? Every single time I see him going, he gets lit up for like four or five fucking runs. Hold on, I have to look up his name because I can literally just go back to another game and be like, "Oh yeah, that was the guy." Oh, familiar? No, not familiar. The other guy. Uh... I want to say it's JT uh, JD Hammer, but it's not. Not Brogdon. Not familiar. Let me go back to Sunday's game. Let's see if he pitched. Brogdon? No, not Brogdon. Dominguez? No, it's not. No, no, not Sir Anthony. No, I'm looking. Because every time he comes in, he gets shelled. Brad Hand? No, it's not Brad Hand. He's he's another guy. It's some dude who I've honestly never heard of before. Oh, Norwood. Norwood. Yeah, you're right. Stinks. Well, he's he's got. James Norwood. One win, 7.11 ERA. And it was up as high as May 5th 
10 to 9. So we actually lowered it three points, which I'm pretty, pretty, pretty proud of. But that guy is an absolute stink pot. And welcome to the Philly season in a whole. Don, let's get on to fun topics before I shoot. Listen, we're, we're going to do some fun stuff tonight. We're going to do our guide to summer. Guide to summer. So last night, Rich. Yes, sir. Dusted the dusted off the grill, cleaned it up, threw on some burgers and dogs. It was just nice to be outside. Hell Weather yeah. was cool. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Besides your traditional burgers and dogs, what's something you love to grill? Something that I love to grill. So I am a big lamb guy. I do love me some lamb. Mm. So I'll get like a a little, not I don't do the lamb chops because I I like going cheaper. (laughs) I like going cheaper than the lamb chops. But like just a little, uh, like just the pieces of lamb with the bone. Like, I don't even know what to call them. Like, chunks, I guess, if you want to say. So what I, I do is... Like I, the lollipop ones. Nah, I don't, do, I, don't do the, I don't do the chops. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't do the chops. I do, they're like thicker pieces. And to me, it's almost like I'm making a filet. Because I love how I make my lamb. And it's... Sorry, Prince. But it always has to be, um, like, medium rare. Like, I don't overcook my lamb. Because you overcook the lamb, it gets chewy. Especially when you get, like, a... Uh, like I wouldn't even say it's a, it's not a good cut of lamb. Like you can get like four of them in a pack, and it's like three ninety nine, okay. right? It's not like I'm not because how I learned how to cook was that's when I worked at uh, while I was corporate office. You know my my chef at uh, the time. I'm not actually I'm not going to mention the first chef because he was a piece of shit. So I'll mention the second one, Tom, who's my boy. We always had to cook things on a budget, right? We were, you know, we, we fed a lot of people. It was typically either buffet style. We had an entree, something like that. And it was for a corporate office. So we were given a budget. Meals can't be over this price. So we had to do high-end things with cheaper cuts of whether it be meat or roast, like different shit. But it's all how you season it. So Tom would always teach me like, hey, man, you can do something fantastic with, you know, skirt steak, Okay, cool. Okay, We're going to yeah. use some skirt steak. It's cheap, dude. We get fucking mounds of it. It's all about marinating it and cooking it properly, the the medium rare. Why? Because if you cook skirt steak or anything longer than that, it literally tastes like rubber. You'll be chewing on a tire. So you have to cook things properly to where it's tender, where it's seasoned well, and where it's flavorful. And that's what I do with the lamb. I go inside, get my, my curry, my cumin. I get my cilantro, a little lemon juice, some garlic, salt, pepper, boom. 
throw a little smoke paprika. Dude, throw them on, throw them on the grill, sear, turn it over, sear, pull it out, put it on the plate, let it cook itself for like a minute or two. Cut it off with a steak knife, eat it like butter, dude. And it it turns that like three dollar little meal that I enjoy like into something that I would get at a restaurant for like. 50 bucks if I want to. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. So I have to go, I have to go with my lamb. I love lamb or kebabs. Kebabs are just, it's just fun. Nothing like a good old kebab on the grill. All right. So pineapple. And there, pineapple. There, there's, Ooh, there's some, there's some telepathic stuff going on. Cause kebabs is on my list. Kebabs of, is like it's, it's, it's the, the, the chicken, pepper, oh, onion, the, Steak, pepper, onion, the shrimp, mm-hmm. pepper, onion, the shrimp, yep. steak, pepper, like the the kebab is a and it's a cool go to because you can do it quick. Yep. And you can just kind of stand around and just pick on them all night. Exactly. But one kind of off the I love doing corn. On the oh grill. hell yeah, dude! I I grill my corn. I love doing the corn on the grill. Fucking right. Some, sometimes we'll you know we'll start them with uh with some tin. We'll wrap them in tin foil with a bunch of butter. Cook them. And then when they're ready, take them out, let them get all black on the outside. Yep. The corn. That is nice jar. Such a and and, and then the flavor, like all that butter flavors, all all baked in. Hell yeah! And then you, you know the the little sprinkle of salt and pepper, and the combination of those two is just a really cool, simple go to thing that I just love in the summer. And it's it's nice because it's a it, it's a it's a break from. The burgers and dogs yeah. and yeah, you know, and the kids, you know, like the kids love the burgers and dogs. That's great. Oh, yeah. But sometimes it's great to have that other that that the adult you snack. You have to up it. Yeah. You gotta get some sweet corn. You do the mm-hmm. same thing that you did, right? You get your white sweet corn, preferably mm-hmm. Jersey uh sweet corn. Because that's the best thing in the summertime. Go down to Stella. Shout out to shout out to T Will who was was giving a shout out to all the Jersey stands. The, the, the fruit and vegetable stands in Jersey. Jersey's got that on lockdown. Yeah, you need fruits, vegetables, just drive down any, any of <laughs> any, any, any road in New Jersey. You'll find it. I guarantee you'll find one. But what you have to do is, Don, you start cooking it the same way, right? All right, pull it off. You get you can either do more butter or what I like to do is mayonnaise for the fat content. So you get the mayonnaise, yeah, right? I'm not a mayo guy, but it's, it's, but it's So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most of it's going to cook off, but you need okay. it for like, I use it as basically the glue to the rest of my stuff. So get yourself a nice bowl of spices. Get yourself some paprika, some uh, ground chili powder. Get yourself some fresh limes, some garlic. Uh, use like garlic salt, some salt, pepper. Dude, mix that up, right? Make yourself a nice little Mexican blend. Throw a little cumin in there. Sprinkle it on, turn it, sprinkle it on, sprinkle it on. And as you're sprinkling, you're turning it, you're going to get that flame that cook, kicks up because all okay. that fat from the, uh, whatchamacallit, from the mayonnaise. Yeah. You turn it, you pull it off, sprinkle it again, hit it with some fresh lime juice and drop some koja cheese on it. And then you have Mexican street corn, bro. Wow. That's the shit, dude. That's a game That's changer right there. It is because the koja cheese is nice because it's it's light. It's got that salt content to it. Or the queso fresco, the queso fresco, dude, yeah. break that bad boy down. Bah, 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 bah. Eat the shit out of that, dude. And you're going to be like, this is the best. Because I, t- I know my wife loves it. Like every time we go out, like, or she goes out uh, with her mom, they go to a Mexican joint. Ollie gets the street corn. He's just, I could literally 
give this dude eight pieces of corn. He's going to sit there and just eat it all. That's what he loves. But yes, definitely need the corn. Chris, you're saying upside down pancakes instead of upside down cake. How the hell do you do that on a grill? Are you doing it on a griddle? Like a pineapples and cherries. How the hell do you do that? Are you doing it on a grill? Because that's some like magician stuff. Like I'm not even mad at rest. Yeah. If you, yeah, listen, like if you can do you got a recipe, down, send that over. <laughs> right? I love, dude, I love cooking other people's shit, man. So, you give me a good recipe, I'll like, take it. Um, all right. Uh, favorite adult summer beverage? Mm. Man, there's just, there's just so many. But, you know, when it comes down to it, the summertime, you know, I'm a beer guy. Been trying to stay away from the alcohol, you know, drinking my nannies. Got my, this is going to be a good one for the summer. But this one is called uh, Elvis AF from Brewdog. It's a hoppy, grapefruit, alcohol-free beer. And then I have this one. It's called Deep Fake, non-alcoholic IPA from Flying Dog, which is phenomenal. It's okay. What, dude, It's it tastes exactly like an IPA, like a fruity IPA. Like a That's citrus nice. one without the alcohol, which is nice. And I love the flavor of beer. Do I like getting drunk? No, but I love the crazy ass flavors because I hate the hangover and the shits the next day. Because let's be real, that's what happens. You drink craft beer, it's got the lactose, it's got the milk sugar. See, you're just, you're, and people are going to watch this and be like, nah, dude, like finally somebody said it. That's why I'm getting the shits because it's loaded with a bunch of stuff that's going to fuck your stomach up. And mind you, they're like 7-8%. You have eight of them, you have a few cheeseburgers, you're shitting your brains out the next morning. It happens. Go Taco Bell. A lot of people go Taco Bell. I'm not mad at you, but you're going to have diarrhea. Follow my advice. Stay away from that shit. Or do it and then keep crying. You want shit four yeah. times after you woke up in the morning. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, Don, back to your point. I'm sorry for the food brand. No, they, listen, yo, listen, it's summer. We got, listen, you got to take care of the bowels too. We do. You make sure you clean your bowels. All right. <laughs> eat, eat your greens, eat your leaf <laughs> greens, get your fiber in. You need it. You oh, need it. But natter days are my, uh, my choice. I love okay the, uh, natural light natter days, uh, either the pineapple lemonade or the strawberry lemonade. It's cheap. They, they actually taste good. And yeah, for the summer they're, not, they're like they're like four percent, man. When you sit out there, or if you like shandies, which I do in the summertime, Cape May, the oh, Grove, Cape May the does Grove, the Grove from Cape May is absolutely phenomenal. It's a citrus shandy. It is hands down the best for the summertime. Other than that, yeah, that's pretty. They're my go-to's for the summer because anything else, you're, I'm I'm gonna die drinking craft beer out in the sun. No, so for me, like I, I'm, I'm right in that shandy family. So like any, anything shandy, especially in the summer, something super cold, right after you know. Yeah, Adam's porch rocker, Don. You ever uh, had that one? That's a, that's a good one. That's a good. That's, that's a, a good rattler. One. That's a rattler. And that's a rattler, right? And then there's another. There's a, uh, uh, what is? I'm trying to. I was trying to look it up because I couldn't remember. All right. Uh, oh, Stiegel. Have you ever had the Stiegel rattler? It's no. it's Austri- It's Austrian. Okay, uh, but it's like a grapefruit, but it's it's nice. And Wait, anything is it the the Schellhofer one? Uh, it's a, it's I don't I don't think so. It's because there's uh, a there's like a Schellhofer one, and it's like two point five percent, and it's grapefruit. 
but they're right, good. So this this one's too. It's from Austria, but okay. it's uh, but it's 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 a grapefruit one, right? And it's right. It, it's the kind of thing where like you do yard work all day, and you can just crush like three or four of them right in a row and not even think about it because you yeah, just need to rehydrate. Yeah, and they're only two um, percent, so they're not going to kill you. Right. So like between which that, I learned, like, less is more in the summertime. The uh, and I love the the line and kugels, right? The the summer shanty. They have a they have a couple of yeah the grapefruit ones good in, in in their family. So uh, the summer shanty is nice. Um, I like their berry whites. Their berry whites is very good. Uh, one of, that's one a of my really good one. Just a nice refreshing one. So a lot of people. Do you remember when they first came out with the sunset wheat? I do because I they don't have it anymore. That beer was one of my favorites because it tasted like fruity pebbles. And I miss it because I haven't seen it. <laughs> Bring back the Fruity Pebble beer. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it was good. Um, um, and the boss lady has been the, – the wine list has been growing on me a little bit. I'm normally not a real big wine guy. And that ends drunk on broad. <laughs> but, Rich. What do you got? We Okay, so Target is not our sponsor. But Target – has a five dollar bottle of wine, California Roots Red Blend. It's not the worst thing I've ever had, but for five bucks, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> but for five, five bucks, bucks it'll do the job. Yeah. So then, then you're gonna wake up with a mean hangover from all those sulfites and sugar, Don. And then you're uh, gonna be shitting your brains out tomorrow, and you're gonna be like, gonna listen to Rich." But like we we we've got the backyard set up. We've got yeah. the, you know, the we got the. the the Adirondack chairs all set up. We've got, you know, so just hanging outside at night, just, just hanging out. Right. And that leads me into our next favorite summer outdoor activity. I love the fire pit. Yeah. And the cornhole. I Don, you're, you're with it. I, we put a TV up outside have a fire, watch a movie. That's game changer right there. Yeah. I wanted it like, I'm like, you know what? I need like a little thing. And I remember watching the games last year uh, outside when uh, Philly was still in it. You know, my buddy would come over. My buddy Pat. Shout out Patty Johnson. What up, Patty boy? Um, we were watching the games just outside. Beautiful night. Chilling. All the lights on. Um, I, we added the fire pit last summer. So, you know, we do the fire, roasting the marshmallows, watching a kid's movie with Ollie. Doing like a bunch of stuff. Like it's it's good. It's great to be outside. I love when it's you know seventy five degrees. We got the fire on. Got the the movie playing. We got the, or the music going. Um, yeah, I love that. And you can always catch me outside in the summertime. You can hit me up. Be like, yo, you want to play some can jam? Want to play some cornhole? Yeah. Where we go to my boy Mikey T's. Yo, shout out Mikey T. My boy, feel better. Uh, I don't know if he has COVID, but I know his wife did. So Mike. Right. He plays my softball team. He's my first baseman. It's my OG, OG Lope. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's a great dude. We uh we go to his house a lot and play uh Polish washers. So, but we just call them washers. But it would be known to the uh the people who don't play it as Polish washers, where it's a it's a raised setup. It's about you know this big off the ground. Yeah. There's three holes. The first one is one, then two, then three but it's inside of a board. So it's kind of encased and there's carpet over the top and you have to throw it a certain way to get it to like hit and stay on. 
or to get it to flip and go into the can. Um, so it, it's, it's a cancel game. So you throw one. If I get one in the one, cancels, I throw two. In the two, that's four. Up, you get a three. That means I only got one. If you hit one, two, three with all three of your washers, the person has to chug. If you get all three in one slot, the person has to chug. If you don't get any on the board and the other person gets all of them on the board, then they get plus one. So, you know, it's a fun game. It's it's tough because, man, like a lot of people came over and like, I can play this. And no, like it takes it takes a while to get used to or you will suck really badly. It's tough. It's bouncy, but it's a, it's a great cool. team. That's cool. And the, like anytime you can like learn those new games, like those, those are fun. And anything you can add to your repertoire, like a couple summers ago, we built my kids and I, we built one, like a cornhole set. Nice. Right? So, you know, having that stuff in the backyard and just being able to just kind of take that stuff out when it, like on a night like tonight where it's nice out in the back, like you just go out and just hang out right. That family time is just oh, so hell yeah. cool. And whenever you can do that stuff in house, Right. It's just you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to worry about anybody doing anything. You can just kind of hang out and chill. Right. That that fire pit, the the, the, those kind of outdoor summer activities. Now, Rich, while those outdoor activities are happening, what's on your summer playlist? Oh, man, it's 311 radio. It's Dirty Heads radio, Sublime radio, 90s uh, hip hop barbecue radio. There's the just 90s, so much, man. The 90s hip hop barbecue. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's that's a good one. That is a very great list. My wife is very big on Pandora. I am not a Pandora guy. Why? Because I have Apple Music and I have my own stuff. And funny oh, enough, nice. my son went to my wife today who picked him up from school and said, Mommy, I like your music. Your music's good. I don't like daddy's music and he plays it too loud. And then he came home and said, my music stinks. And I said, well, good. Cause I don't like your music. I think your music stinks because he'll get into my car and I'm listening to like Slipknot or like pop or punk goes pop, like remixes or like old school like stuff. And I have it loud because if I want to listen to Slipknot, I'm listening to it loud. And he likes all the pop hits. He's, He's my wife's. He's literally my wife's mini me when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, Even though right. I did get him the headbang a little bit to uh, right. to Slipknot and some all that remains. So I'm like, see, dude, it's not all that bad, bud. No, but it has Listen, to be. There, there, there's a balance. There's a there, there's a medium oh. in between where you can find some common ground. And it has to be for outside, like in the summertime, chill vibes, like all chill vibes, like '90s hip hop, like always, like throw that shit on there. Throw on the Sublime, throw on the Dirty Heads, throw on 311, like that vibe music, like where you're, it's not killing your ears. Like I can listen to Slipknot all day, but like when I'm sitting outside, like I tried to do it today when I was like cleaning the pool, I'm like, nah, this is car music. Like this isn't like I'm chilling. Like, no, I put on, then I put on 311, you know, Creatures comes on. I'm just like, all right, I'll be here for a while, comes on. I'm like, nah, this is like, cause it, it puts you in that mood where it's just like, you know what? The world slows down. It's moving. Like, I feel, you feel like it's moving on your time and you're just enjoying it. Like you're enjoying the time. And that's what that music represents to me. It's just like, all right, you're in the moment. You're having a good time. Enjoy it because you don't, you know, summer is one of those things we beg for. And then all of a sudden it's over and it fucking sucks every single Yeah. You got, I mean, listen, like in the summertime, it's a lot of jam band stuff for me. Like it's a lot of just 
stuff that we can just put on a speaker, just throw it on. Like, like the other day, like we're listening to, you know, OAR, uh, Hootie and the Blowfist, Ditch Batch, Counting Crows, Dave Matthews, Blues Traveler, Pearl Jam. Like it was just a really just yeah. cool, you know, just stuff to just chill out to. Nineties all. You can't you can't go wrong with that, dude. That or like what you mentioned, like that that nineties R and B where yeah. it kind of crosses over into some of the stuff that now my kids like that stuff that's current now it sounds like current stuff now but it's not and it's stuff that like it's funny that like there are songs that'll come on that my wife and i'll know and we'll sing all the lyrics and they're looking at us like we got 10 heads um but it's cool now to start to be have them at an age like at 11 and 14 be able to start to find some common ground on that part where it's just it's just cool so the, those the, those summer the I hope I hope people enjoy our guide to summer. Rich, Chris is asking your favorite three eleven song. That is hard because I saw these dudes like fifteen times live. Like it was me was and my say, dad. They, they, I've seen them live so many times. It's one of those things where my favorite song that they perform live is Applied Science when they do the drum solo. I absolutely go bonkers for that shit. Um, my personal favorite 311 song is um, I have to go Creatures or For a While. Um, that's probably one of my favorite songs. Um, when I first started listening to 311, Y100 was still big. And yeah, wow. I, remember, I remember that song was featured on Y100. And I just, there was always down. There was always uh, all mixed up. Like they were always played. So you always hear down, always hear all mixed up. You don't know what to do. Like all my shit. But then Creatures came out and I'm like, man, I fucking love this song. And then I started going back and buying like the Grassroots album, buying the From Chaos album, which was like kind of like their heavier album, but everybody knows Amber from it. And it's like, whoa, Amber is like, like Chrissy, obviously we all know that song. But, like, that's what, like, everybody kind of knew from that album. They never really listened to the whole album. And, like, when you go to a 311 show, they always, like, typically open with Jackpot. And, like, everybody's just going nuts. They play a lot of the stuff from from Chaos, which is more, like, faster, more jumpy. Not as, like, yo, chill and, like, let's blaze up. But then, like, Beyond the Gray Sky comes on. And everybody's just, like, chilling. Lighters go up. Smoke goes up. Um yeah, who's got the herb? Like, there's, dude, there's, like, three, they've if got you a great, want a chance got a, to see 311 in concert, go for the experience because it's such a great time and the music is fantastic. They've got a great, they, they, they've got a great undercover catalog of, of stuff. I mean, I, like, I love Santeria. Santeria is just a, like, one of those really cool, chill summer songs. Um, From Sublime? From how oh, from Sublime, that's it, it's one that I just really it, it, it's kind of in that same like oh, yeah, the vibe ish. The, the, the vibe is the same, yeah. Now, Santeria is one of oh. the fan, yeah, that's a great song. If I have to go with my favorite Sublime song, Caress Ooh, Me okay. Down, Caress Me Down. Oh, yeah, fantastic, love Caress Me Down. Oh, 
Rich, anything else you want to talk about for in terms of summer stuff before we before we pop out of here? Favorite. So besides the whole staying at home, what is your favorite family activity to do in the summer? Besides like all the cornhole stuff, like what are you and your family like? Okay, if you're not at home doing this, like what would you and your family be doing? Like if you could do it all the time. And so let's go with that. Like something special for you guys. I love the day trips to the beach. Okay. The day trips, like, so for me, we would do day trips to go to Brigantine and door to door. It's like an, it's like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. It's not so big. like the, there were times where like we would just get up and be like, we don't got anything to do. Let's go to the beach. Yeah. And we would like in the summer, right about now in the back of the car is the beach bag, the beach chairs, because starting this weekend, we're either going, we, we, we go to a pool. So we're either going to the pool and dragging all that stuff there, or we're, or we're going down the shore to do a day trip or go down for a weekend or whatever. So that stuff is always in the car. Yeah. So that like impromptu day trip, where like you're like fuck it let's just go we had no plans to go but we're just going to go that impromptu day trip is like and and 99.9% of the time it's when you do those things it's exactly what you need you yeah. need the day to just like disconnect from everything not do anything when i first started working right out of college i worked for the atlantic city surf and one of my favorite things to do was just go eat lunch on the beach, right? Like the, the beach, I could walk. It, yeah. really, it was a five minute walk from the stadium, but just getting that break to just disconnect from everything, just go walk, like go, go walk down there, kick your shoes off, sit on the beach, eat lunch, come back. There's something with the, 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 the there's something cathartic about the beach and that, that, connection with nature and the sounds and really just gives you that ability to just kind of disconnect from everything. Yeah. So no, I totally agree. Like I remember like, man, like my early twenties, like 18 to like 23, like it would just be whatever job I was where I, well, I was, I started a while and I was 23. So it was probably when I was like delivering pieces and like shit like that. Like I'd have like a random day off and like I would, always text like my my girlfriends like at the time be like yo mm-hmm. like like i mean girlfriends like pe- they were my friends and i always have like the three of them who i'd be like nicole christine or what the fuck was the other girl's name well, i'm not friends with her anymore i forgot that'll come back to me i really don't remember her name um but I'd hit like Christine up, like, yo, what are you doing tomorrow? And she'd be like, oh, none. I got work at like three. I'm like, all right, dope. You want to go to the short? And she'd be like, yeah. She's like, you or me drive. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, all right, I'll pick you up at seven. So she picked me up at 7 a.m. We would just drive down, give her gas money, yeah. sit there till like 12. Be like, all right, fuck it, we're done. And it was just like nice. Like, we wouldn't even say anything. Like, we would just go to the beach and like just sit there and like relax, like, no words. Because we just needed that time to like be on the beach. And they'd be like, all right, hit me up next week if you got a day off. Or I'd be like, yo, Nicole, what are you doing? She's like, oh, nothing. I'm going to head down to the beach. I'm like, all right, you want me to pick you up? She'd be like, yeah, pick me up tomorrow. 7 a.m., go pick her up. And again, we sit on the beach, talk for like two minutes. But then it was just like, nope. 
and we were just chilling. And now I hate the beach because that's what happens when you have kids and you have to fucking play in the sand. And I don't too many shark documentaries, Don just can't do it, bro. I can't do it. Oh, uh, listen, we'll have to, we'll have to do a special shark week edition. I would love that. Go ahead. Don. Top five, top this. five sharks. Top five, top five sharks. Ooh, top that's four. a good one. There we go. That's All right, good. we're going to have to we're, listen, Rich. This ain't getting any better anytime soon. So no, I'm going to definitely get, you, listen. You got our guide to the summer. Yeah. Take that. And then we're, we're going to keep doing that. We're, we're, this is going to be the summer of lists. We're going to have some lists. We're going to do some top fives. I love some it. fun stuff to keep it, to keep it flowing until, you know, August rolls around and then training camp starts. And then now I don't want, now I don't want the pod, podcast to end for tonight, but now it has to, because now I'm happy. See, Don, you trigger the endorphins. Hey, with, listen, that's, the happy stuff. that's what we got to do. Listen, and that's what, that's, that's why we're here. We're, we're here to, you know, spread the love kind of, you know, you know, think about the things that that bring us happiness and joy because that's how you got to get through the day to day stuff. Yes, sir. How you can help us get through the day to day stuff is by clicking on and checking out our sponsors: Lot Terrain, Team Clicks, Shocked Energy. Rich, next week I'm going to be mailing you a sample. This week, next week on the air, we're gonna we're gonna do on air samples. Ooh. Of some of their uh, the the shocked energy products, and then we got Streaker Sports, which has got all their they got they got all the antique uh, defunct leagues teams, really cool movie gear stuff. So, uh, and you can check all those things out by just going to the link tree over here, which is going to be over here looking at our our gear. And all the links to our sponsors. So mm-hmm. if you go check out our, our stuff here, that's how you can support us. Uh, but we're going to check us out. Ooh. And on that note, Rich, I don't know how the backgrounds changed. Things got all messed up. That's all right. Drunk. It's time to go. <laughs> Later, final, thoughts. final thoughts, Don. Final, oh, final thoughts. Shit. Jesus final, Christ, what's wrong final thoughts. We always do final thoughts. Yeah, stop drinking final that $5 thoughts. wine. Boone, that Boone's Farm's going to your head. <laughs> Strawberry Boone's Farm. So my final thought is my one-year wedding anniversary is coming up on Saturday. So I would like to say, Jamie, I love you. Thank you for putting up with me. I know I'm fucking annoying most of the time. Thank you, Dom. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. When I mean most of the time, I mean all the time. You may have to correct me all the time and my grammar and my English, but there's nobody in this world that I'd rather go through um, everything with. You are a wonderful person. You're a great woman. You're a fantastic mother. And I am extremely lucky to have you. And I love you with all my heart. You're the best. My wife is a saint, Don, because she puts up with me. My energy that you get for 50 minutes she gets 24 <laughs> seven except she doesn't find me funny most of the time, Don. So I do appreciate oh, you too, but babe, I, I love you. Thank you, Chris, Jane. I love you. You are literally the best mom and wife a man could ask for. Yep. Let's keep it rolling. And our anniversary will <laughs> be great. I promise. Don, after oh, you. I had to get that out. I'm like, Donna, I swear to fucking God, if you were my final God. thought, I'll kill you. I'll God kill you. damn it. I should have gone first because we should have ended the shit with that.
That was great. <laughs> Listen, you know, on the on the back end of that, Rich, you know, that this will be in September. We, Lacey and I met. I'm, you know what? We're just gonna keep a theme. Shout out to my wife who tolerates all my bullshit and dumb shit and stupid decisions and still loves me anyway. Um, That's why men die on, faster than women because we make stupid on, fucking decisions. On June fifth, it'll be. It'll it'll be twenty years since we met. Holy crap, that's awesome. So she's put up with me for two decades. That's insane. That's nuts. Anybody who had decided to spend two decades every day with me and all the mistakes and dumb shit and, and stupid shit that I do and the 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 ladies in our life are saints, so shout out to them. No other words possible. That's it. You stuck around. You fucked around. You found out. We are drunk on broad. That's Don. I'm Rich. Watch us on Tiki Live. Tiki and Live. Join us. Join us next week. Sounds good. Peace out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.